Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. What are your desires for the new year? My guess is you've been thinking a lot about this. Yep, so have we. But maybe you have a challenge. You kind of struggle with fear when it comes to serving the Lord. Uh, This can lead to the paralysis of analysis, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. Yes, so if you're—what are you afraid of? Is it God himself that he's going to be mad at you? Yeah, we lift out of the uh, that that whole section of Scripture. You've heard this parable probably many times, read it many times, but there's one phrase that caught the attention of Jen Arend. She's a counselor. And she highlighted it, and we camped out on it. And maybe you've never thought about this parable in this way before. It could be holding you back. Maybe God wants to put a finger on the way you're thinking as you join us for this podcast here today. Let's dive in. Jonathan Edwards, one of my spiritual heroes, he was, of course, he lived in the 1700s. And uh, part of the uh, the Great Awakening, the first Great Awakening in this country, and a great preacher and theologian. Some would argue, Kate, he was the greatest or is the greatest theologian America has ever produced. He's also well known for his resolutions, which, of course, people revisit this time of the year for obvious reasons, beginning of a new year. Here's one of them. Resolve to do whatever I think to be my duty and most for the good and advantage of mankind in general. Resolve to do this, whatever difficulties I meet with, how many and how great soever. There you go. Jonathan Edwards. I encourage you to check out his resolutions. You can find them online. They will challenge you. I was thinking about these as I was perusing the article that uh, we put in the spotlight, The New Year and the Paralyzing Nature of Fear. Yeah. This is written uh, by Jen Aaron. Hi, Jen. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Thank Excellent. You. Why did you choose that quote that I just read to begin your article? Well, in general, the new year just brings with it so many opportunities, right, to look forward to evaluate the past year, to look forward to the new year. And Jonathan Edwards' resolutions are a wonderful place to begin. And as I was thinking about the article, um, in particular, the parable of the talents and what the article is sort of written from, um, that particular resolution seemed to fit with uh, what my thoughts were uh, for the new year. The Parable of the Talents, it's Matthew chapter 25. So, let's see here, starting at verse 14. Uh, For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And then he went on his journey. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. 
The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I've gained two more talents here. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid, and I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore take away the talent from him, and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But uh, from the one who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away. Throw out the worthless uh, servant into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Whoa, okay. So, um, let's, let's just unpack this as you do in your article. What does this have to do with fear paralyzing me when it comes to serving God? So, just like in the parable of the sower, right, we know that those who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, that there is no condemnation. So, here at the end, this uh, one talent servant was obviously condemned for his laziness, ultimately. Um, As a biblical counselor, though, what my heart was really keying on in this passage was this idea that we can often, even as Christians, view God to be a difficult man. And when we do that, it's very often that we get stuck in our lives, that in, in seeing the character of God, um, not in the, in the correct way, you know, not viewing Him rightly, that it can often lead to um, other fears and, you know, that this, this man this one talent man who buried his talent uh, was fearful, was very fearful of God, not in a sense of, you know, a good sense, the fear of the Lord leads to wisdom, but in a very unhealthy way, right? Fearing God to be something that he is absolutely not, right? Abusive. We can can acknowledge God's sovereignty, but, you know, we... What if we forget that he's good, his goodness? Yes. That's a dangerous place to be, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. And that was really what I wanted to come out in this article. I'm not sure if I did a good job or not, but I wanted to see that, you know, oftentimes we can acknowledge many of the attributes of God, um, but when we fail, especially in times of deep darkness or trial, when we forget that he's good, that he's a good God, that he is for us, that he loves us, that that can become very uh, uh, paralyzing. 
and lead to um, us becoming almost paralyzed by that wrong view of God. The yeah. talents in this parable refer to, uh, well, what do they refer to in your study of this? Yeah. Gifting, yeah. Uh, talents, abilities, that type of stuff, or is it money? Of course. When Jesus taught the parables, right, he had one central point typically to bring. And I think on the surface, we we might think he's talking about money. You know, we should put our, our, uh, our eggs in the bank and make sure that they are um, increased. But in my studies... I, I f- have found that this is just referring to uh, the giftings, the talents, and and really ultimately like the life that He has given to us to be lived for His glory. So much uh, in need of looking to Him and really saying, Lord, here's my life. Uh, use it for Your glory. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. When we don't view God rightly, you know, you don't fear God in the right way. Uh, I mean, you talk about the fear of God and reverence and and all of that. That's the good way. But when we get this wrong and we are afraid of Him, we think He's a hard man, that that dishonors Him greatly. Um, But it leads to a host of many other fears. For instance, if you don't fear God, um, you know, you can fear everyone. You know, if fear God and you don't need to fear anyone or anything else, and I mean that in the reverence part of it, but the fear of man can also paralyze us if we don't get that in perspective. The goodness of God, and then, you know what, because God is good, He can handle everything, and I don't need to be so focused on what other people are doing or might do, uh, which there again, fear chokes and it paralyzes. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five: the fear of man is a snare, but the one who trusts in the Lord is protected, is kept safe. Absolutely, absolutely. And in the article, I bring up uh, three main fears that I thought of. There could be many more that others may, may come up with, but in... Um, my care for others in biblical counseling, these are often the fears that we're talking about. Um, first and foremost, the fear of man, like you had already brought up from Proverbs 29, 25. It is a snare, right? And to some degree, we all struggle, we all battle with the fear of man. It might manifest itself in different ways in our lives, but the fear of man can bring uh, a lot of paralysis, if you will, in our lives, right? Yeah, Um, for sure. The inability to just serve Him, uh, serve the Lord with our lives. Uh, And so, that is one of the fears that I I brought up in the article. Um, Another fear would be a fear of failure. Um, We have this internal conversation uh, with ourselves, I say, right, where uh, we convince ourselves that we will fail. So, why even try? And we become paralyzed by this uh, fear of failure. Uh, We dig a hole. We bury our talent. Mm -hmm. And then similar to that, there are many who struggle with the fear of being imperfect. And, you know, like the fear of failure, this idea that if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not even going to try. And that that is viewing God as a hard master, as a hard man. 
um, that he demands perfection from Mm -hmm. us. Of course, perfection came in a person. Perfection came in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he lived that perfect life for us. He died that horrible death so that we can be accepted by the Lord and um, by faith in him. And so, perfection has, the, the, the standard of perfection has been met. And so, we don't have to be paralyzed by the fear of being imperfect. And in fact, there is somewhat of a freedom in embracing our imperfections. That doesn't mean embracing our sin. Uh, sin needs to be dealt with. Sin needs to be seen for what it is and repented of and you know, running back to Jesus afresh. Um, but the imperfections, right, of just being human, of of weakness, of the fact that we're not God, He is. And so, there is inherent, if you will, imperfection in everything that we do. And to be able to recognize that and give that to the Lord. Um, so, that fear of being imperfect, I think, can be a real paralyzing fear as well. Yeah. I was thinking about Psalm 103, verse 14, for he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. Mm -hmm. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who who fear him. And by the way, when we get this wrong, that conversation in our heads, and we view God in the wrong way, uh, we uh, not only Obviously, it's it's not a good thing for us to to view him the wrong way, and we have to be in the Word of God to be able to know who God is, because if we don't, then we create this God of our own imagination, which of yes. course dishonors him, but also it's a fictitious God. It is not the God who is the one true God, and the devil, he's on the sidelines, the devil and all of his cohorts. And they are cheering when we have a twisted view of who God is. Because let's go back to the garden. Remember when Satan was tempting Eve? You know, did God really say? So basically questioning God's goodness there and God's character. So when we get this wrong, we're playing into the hands of the devil. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thanks for listening to Curtain Cape Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.